For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You won't know what's going on. They'll suppress the minutes of what's going on in arbitration. They won't let you know. And the guy that sits and controls the whole situation, the kangaroo court, is Roger Goodell. So if the plaintiff, if he has an issue and he's suing in court about a guy, hopefully our court system is not that criminal or that stupid and that corrupt to know they know what he's trying to do. Well, we don't want this heard, such and such. He don't want the dirty laundry to be aired. See, a lot of what's going to come out in this case will bury him because it'll show that he was manipulating and using this information to go at some individuals. And they did get rid of two guys that they didn't want. I know a lot of stuff. They got rid of Snyder, who was a jerk. They got rid of, they're trying to, they got rid of Gruden, but Gruden's fighting back. He didn't take his billions or whatever he sold the team from. Uh, the, the Snyder did and then disappeared off to some island or wherever he's at. Gruden said, nah, man, you're not going to do me like this. Whether right or wrong, I'm fighting back. And they don't like that. And he's also has the mentality he's going to push. It. it ain't about money. He got paper. He said that it's not about the money. It's he wants to burn the house down. Really, he wants, he says, burn the house down. But really, he's looking at Roger Goodell because some of the co-conspirators, if you want to call them, that was with Roger Goodell were organizations that have some pull and money as well. They talked about Rock Nation. They talked about former players, uh, union rep, uh, DeMaurice Smith, I think his name is, that he, according to reports, bragged about leaking the emails. And I'm like, okay, where is the legal remedy for that so like i said gruden's going after him man and i i'm i'm really hoping the courts do their job and keep it out of arbitration because i want to see everything that's going on and it's about time that these people be exposed for what they're doing this is the time of exposing these frauds and these people that's out here operating with this and being uh using their power and their their position wrongfully so if there was some wrongdoing and obviously it is because they fighting hard to get this in arbitration Hopefully it stays in the court system. But in terms in, in terms of New Orleans and them looking at John Gruden, the Saints looking at Clint Kubiak. So if we're starting to get a bit of clarity here. So if the, if Gruden is, you know, in I guess in a, in a relationship with the Saints after all this clears, it'll probably be in a senior role or something like that. I can see that happen because they got Clint as the offensive coordinator. They'll fill in a lot of these uh, positions that they have that are open, like the the running backs coach, they need that. They need the wide receivers coach. They need offensive line coach now. So a lot of these positions are going to be filled after Clint gets that job. He'll have certain guys for certain things. But in terms of the senior role, that could be a position if this case goes uh, in Gruden's advantage that they can ultimately probably end up bringing him in as a some type of a, a senior assistant or something like whatever the position that um, what's the guy I forgot his name had. All right, so anyway, to finish it out, the league wants the court to reverse the court decision or the judge decision back in May of 2022, letting Gruden's lawsuit proceed and not ordering it out of court talks that could be overseen by Roger Goodell. Gruden accuses the league of improperly leaking racist, sexist, and homophobic emails that Gruden sent when he was an ESPN announcer to force him to resign from the Raiders in 21. 
Gruden's emails from 2011 to 2018 went to former Washington Commanders executive Bruce Allen and were found amid emails the league obtained during an investigation into workplace culture of the Washington team. Gruden alleges the disclosure of the emails destroyed his career and ruined endorsement contracts. He's seeking monetary damages. See, that's what he says. There's also interviews that says he's not looking for that money. He wants to burn the NFL down. Of course, he's suing them for some money as well. But his key thing is he wants to hurt them because what they did to him, they hurt him. So he wants to take them down. The thing is, he got something. He got something that they're really scared of. So that's going to be interesting to see how that all works going forward. All right. So anyway, let's keep it going, fam. All right. Here it is. Derek Carr could stay with the Saints for two years on restructured contract. This is Bleacher Report. This happened a couple of days ago, and it was broke by Luke Johnson of NOLA.com. Saints need to clear significant salary cap space. And based on conversations he had with with uh, he had at the senior bowl, he expects them to take a big step toward getting under the cap and uh, by restructuring Carr and lowering his thirty five point seven million dollar cap. hit. can't believe we paying him that much. Johnson noted that the restructuring Carr's contract would essentially tie him to the team for the next two seasons, whereas they would be able to whereas they would be able to cut him after the 2024 campaign with a little cap penalty if they were to leave his contract untouched. However, over the cap.com list, the saints as being over eight 83 million over the salary cap, which is far, by far the most in the league What's new. They've been doing this restructuring car would allow the saints to make up a significant chunk of that deficit as converting all, but the minimum veteran amount of the salary into a signing bonus would save 21 million in 2024, according to Johnson. Now the Raiders released car last season, last off season after he spent uh, time with the, uh, with the Las Vegas team and he earned four pro bowl selection there searching for answer to the quarterback position, allowing the retirement of drew in 2020, the saints took chance on car by signing him to a four year, $150 million contract cars. First season in new Orleans yielded mixed results as he went nine and eight and completed 68.4% of his passes, just under 3,900 yards and 25 touchdowns against eight interceptions. Sounds good. If you're a stats guy, but you, you, but stats aren't everything. If you watch the games, you can understand it, it wasn't the numbers in the play didn't look right. The Saints were widely viewed as a favorite to win the NFC South, and they didn't. But they fell apart, short, just fell short of their goal at nine and eight. Tampa Bay Buccaneers won a division on a tiebreaker. Although it wasn't always pretty for Carr in offense in 2023, he had ended the campaign on a high note, throwing 12 touchdown passes against one interception over the four, final month worth of games. So. All of the stuff that we were looking for Carr to do after a month of football, when usually you a month, two months, you start seeing he struggled all the way until the last month of football, all the way. It was just ghastly. And it was instead of lying as much as he did, maybe he would have done a better job and just saying that they don't know and going about the business, being accountable and doing what you're supposed to do, you know? I mean, it's just it was really weird, but ultimately it took them all but all of the season up until the last month worth of games before you start seeing he picked it up. That was far too long. Wait, and maybe if they didn't coddle him as much as they did and force him to be, uh, you know, pay attention to going through his progressions like he's supposed to, as opposed to coddling him and trying to protect his feelings, maybe he would have had change or had better improvement early. But anyway. Although it wasn't pretty for Card, offense in 2023, he ended the campaign on a high note, throwing those 12 touchdowns against, in his, against that one interception. Carr has yet to win a playoff game in his career, and it remains unclear if he's capable of taking a team that distance, but there aren't likely to be any better options available to the Saints. 
And the thing is, not winning the playoff games because your flaws are, if it's, you know, like if you look at some of the quarterbacks that do get there, they make some mistakes in some of these games. And sometimes guys try to be what they aren't. Like in the law, in the in the Raiders match, uh, not the Raiders, the Ravens matchup against the Chiefs in the uh, AFC Championship game. Lamar Jackson wasn't doing what Lamar Jackson does. He's trying to stand in the pocket and beat them from the pocket. No, you do what you're good at: scramble around, make plays, you extend plays. They can't stop you. And, you know, and guys get this stuff in their head about you know, you know, uh, what what it is to be a quarterback, and he's thoroughly criticized. And now he'll be thoroughly even criticized even furthermore with getting that money and how he fell apart. But be who you are, you know, and if you see issues in your game, be real enough to know that you got to change things. That's a problem that I usually have with some of these guys. The mindset, if you hear them, because we hear enough of them during during the season, understand that this guy is not he's going to show minimum, if any, improvement, because all that is show improvement. You got to be accountable to yourself and others. To yourself, first and foremost, you got to tell yourself the truth and not lie to yourself. He lies to himself a lot. Like he would have been if he was truly a professional quarterback that was a top five quarterback, which stops him from getting there. It's non accountability to himself, meaning he has to be able to understand and look at the tape and say, damn, I really don't go through my progressions, do I? I can see why Big Q and all these other people are upset. Michael Thomas is upset because I'm staring down the goddamn field half the time. I'm staring only to the left. I never look right. I can see, man, I've been screwing up like this. I got to stop this and change right now. That's the ingredient for me being a better quarterback to see all of my options and not just have to feel very simple, right? Not so much to some of these guys because they refuse to do it. You know, and like I said, man, that's one of the things that stop them from being getting to the next level is being accountable, understanding what your flaws are in your game and changing them. And that's something that Derek Carr suffers with. And it don't help when you don't have somebody with a sick, the same thing that they had guys like Pete Carmichael and the rest of these people not telling them, hey, bro, listen, bro, if you want to be great and take this team deep in the playoffs, God damn it, bro, you're going to have to look over the field. You're going to have to go in there and work on accuracy drills because your ball is up and down and all around, man. You got to do something about this, you know, and they got to tell they got, but see, those guys are not going to do that. They're going to kiss his ass. They're going to coddle him. And he knows that, that you can't thoroughly be too rough with him, but I don't care. Tell him the truth. If he don't like it, he don't like it. Listen, bro, you're not accurate as, you, as you're supposed to be. You can be a lot better quarterback if he was accurate. You got to know how to throw the ball. Sometimes it's required for you to place the ball center, center mass or lead the guy. If you need to learn how to do that, there's a guy that played before you for a bunch of years who did it really well. Maybe you should start studying some of his film and picking his brain up on what you need to do and how you need to work on ball placement and not hang your receivers out to dry. Because that's something you're not going to win friends doing that, hanging them out to dry when the safety's right there and you put the ball, he goes there, it gets hurt. You got to protect your wide receivers. And if he don't understand that, he's a fool. You're not going to win any people with you like that, hanging your people out to dry. And so anyway, all right, so they aren't picking high enough in the draft to select the franchise quarterback, and there aren't any obvious upgrades to speak on in free agency or via trade. Because of that, committing to the 32-year-old car for the next two years uh, as an understandable move, especially given the financial flexibility it figures to give the Saints in 2024. I don't buy into that. There were options for the Saints. There were options. Options after Drew Brees retired, you know, Drafting a young quarterback and having them there when Drew was there. 
they had elected to go away from that. Sean Payton had an opportunity at Lamar Jackson and chose Marcus Davenport, which is probably one of the stupidest draft moves I've ever heard in recent history. Because even though Lamar Jackson right now hasn't, he is doing what he does and he kind of fell short of his goals getting Baltimore to the Super Bowl. That's still more than anything that we've experienced over the last several years. We've not even gotten that close. Could you imagine they moved up to go and get Davenport? The guy is is a complete undulterated bus. And I was a report I somebody sent me about uh Sean Payton talking about drafting a quarterback. <laughs> I said, I said, what is this? What, what what kind of foolishness is this? Sean Payton never drafted a quarterback high, a high drafting quarterback, and developed them into anything. That is the thing that Sean Payton doesn't do. That's why he only looks for teams with or find looks to find middle of the road quarterbacks that can pick up his system. He's not good at that. And if he tried to do that, that'll be an interesting thing to see if he can take a, a top because he drafted quarterbacks before and most of them failed. All matter of fact, all of them failed. I don't know, not one quarterback. I mean, the Sean Canfields, the I mean, you pick them, you know. Just draft these guys, and they—they they, he can't develop them. He can do a lot of things offensively, but he cannot draft quarterbacks and develop them or drink, draft them high and develop them into consistent starters, uh, productive starters in the NFL. Sean Payton never did that. Maybe he does it with the Broncos. I've never seen him do it. That's why, like I said, he always get middle-of-the-road quarterbacks when he was making his decision on which teams to go to. He was only picking teams that had the ability to – um, they had a quarterback that was middle of the road quarterback that he would try to, to pick up his system. Now, of course, it didn't ru- work with Russell. Uh, what's his name? Because, uh, uh, you know, Russ just Russ got problems, man. <laughs> he got big time problems. All right. So anyway, man, let me do a brief recap of the fa- uh, of the family members that just popped in. We just we covered and talked about the Saints plan. I heard Clint Kubiak. We talked about that. Five things about said Kubiak. We also talked about the Saints parting ways with offensive line coach Doug Marone, finally. And then also we gave an update on John Gruden's lawsuit with the NFL that is being pushed back to July of this season. So very interesting. And also the Saints need to hire in the position open. We got the offensive coordinator stuff locked in. Running back, wide receiver, and offensive line coaches will be needed. And we still have Clancy Barone at tight end and Ronald Curry at the QB's coach. Now, of course, there's still hiring going on throughout the NFL uh, with different teams picking up. Everybody now has a head coach and they'll be filling out their staffs. So um, you never know. Some of the guys we might have on our staff currently might not be on here. We'll, you know, it's a lot of hiring still going on. All right. And also, we covered the Derek Carr possible restructuring that will tie him to the Saints for the next two seasons. But anyway. All right, and then let's, let's let's move into this thing, yeah, fam. Then we'll do a little Q&A. This is picked up, and somebody sent me this. Shout out to the family members on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, that sent me this. Cool Breeze, shout out to you, Cool Breeze. Cool Breeze sent me, and several other people, but shout out to Cool Breeze and others that sent me this clip about Derek Carr. He was on a podcast called Two G's in the Pod with Jones, who's a former um, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He's pretty good, pretty cool dude, and his co-host there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 
And they talked about Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr talked about Michael Thomas. He talked about a lot of stuff. He In this video, he talked, I would play the whole thing, but it's like 50 minutes long. And I don't want to sit here and listen to him that long. But he did talk about in the in the podcast about him being hurt. He listed all of the injuries that he had and all this kind of stuff and uh, talked about the, the you know, him having to struggle through the season and do this, you know, I had, you know, oh, I had this, I had two, three broke, broken ribs. And, da, 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 da. and by the way, the Saints never reported none of that, right? Until the end of the season, close to the end of the season. They took all that, the broken ribs, all that, they lied about all that. They didn't cover none of that stuff. And then when you got back toward the end of the season, that's when they started throwing it out. Well, you know, he had some broken ribs playing with such and such. We, we could see what something was wrong with the guy. Saints lied about it the entire time. Hopefully they get fined by him too for doing that. Cause they're notorious for that. But anyway, he talked about that early on. And then he made mention about Michael Thomas's tweets that are, you know, that he made mention on social media. So I'm going to play this for the, for you guys. You put, you guys put one in the chat. If you can hear this, here we go. About it too. I see like, you going back and forth with another receiver or something that played in the league. Like you're talking to just a regular fan. Like, come on. Bro. And look how the greatest uh, I, I, do I'll it. I'll never understand it. Look how the greatest do it. And I'm going to say this. Devontae Adams got his head knocked off. There were several times, no matter who was throwing to him Mm -hmm. this year, where I thought this man is going to be injured. They are putting him in a bad. Never did you hear Devontae get up and blame the rookie or blame Jimmy or anything like that. Um, I'm sure he had a discussion with him. You guys know him better than me. Maybe like, hey, you got to put this in in a better place. But I think that was an example of the right way to do it. So wanted to bring that up. But um, James, we got the Super Bowl coming up. I know James has been out front talking about Brock Purdy. (laughs) James will not (laughs) give Brock Purdy any respect. You know, and the last the last couple of days, I I have given him some respect, especially what he did. I grew up to where, number one, it's always my fault. You know what I mean? I'll never forget, like. Aaron had threw me a ball, an in route. I got my helmet knocked off. Boom. Right? I scored a touchdown. I tell him, good ball. <laughs> my, my family was like, what you mean, good ball? He almost killed you. But, like, I'll tell him that in the locker room if I felt like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I done caught yeah. a ball, got my ribs broke. Matt Flynn, I ain't coming there. Hey, Matt, Matt Flynn set me up. This and that. Like, come on. You do not do your teammates like that. I absolutely hate it. I don't know why they go to social media. You have my number. If you have an issue with me, man, just text me. I do not understand that. Like, a quarterback is not going to make every throw. They blitzing me. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Like, it's a lot of stuff happening. And same with a receiver. We're not going to make every catch. So, at the end of the day, I just hate it because I don't like when other teammates, you know, put their teammates on blast like that. Now, it's different if you're talking to the media or whatever and you're like, listen, I got to play well. D.C. got to play better. That's different. You know what I'm saying? But calling one of your teammates out, man, I absolutely hate it, man. I don't, I don't know why dudes do it nowadays. And then you're going on Twitter, and these dudes is, come on, man. Like, who are you going back and forth with? With I a fan. You you're going, talking to yeah. a fan about it, too. I see like, you going back and forth with another receiver or something that played in the league. Like, you're talking to just a regular fan. Like, come on, bro. And look how uh, the greatest I, I, do I, it. I'll never understand it. Look how the greatest. All right. So what we hear in this placation, this is what most of the people do when they get guys on the show, they can, you can see a little ass kissing going on right here. There's a lot of ass kissing going on right here. We might have to get these people some shea butter or something. Then I got all the moisture off their list. Good goodness. But the reality is a lot of them saying that they're shining down on the, the fact it's a culture thing. And they say, what's the culture? The culture is if you have an issue with me, call me. 
we've heard him often. I made a I've made jokes about this. I'm gonna have to get this keyed up a certain way so we can hear him. But there are jokes that are said that I make about Derek Carr and the fact that he, you know, y'all know Gundam know how I do these things when I say, you know, I I you know, I call I call Mike Thomas. I showed him a picture, but that's what I do. I, I emulated him and we make jokes about him because he does, they do communicate, uh, you know, texting or calling. They, he said that he alluded to that, that they do talk. Now, Thomas is on here, uh, you know, on there tweeting away to the people and he not answering everything because it's, he kind of doing it, answering in a cryptic way about some of this stuff, some stuff he letting go. But it's, it's, it's obvious to me that if you look at, what's happening with the saints organization that it's not just Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a symbol of Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen drafted this guy and then he brought him in here to be the man, but he hadn't earned anything. I mean, you, cause you're the leader cause you're getting $150 million, but you, you're not doing anything. He's not accountable. And when he's not allowed to be criticized, he's not allowed to be criticized. I've criticized his ass all the time. I really do. And James Jones, bro, you don't don't sit up here and get on here and talk about the, the family members that he's communicating to, because that's what they're supposed to do. I am thoroughly against uh, the, the, them being aligned between the, the players and the people that support the players so they can have the lifestyle that they have. I do think that's a pretty cool thing when professional athletes do engage on Twitter or in real life with people that support them. They owe them that much. They owe them that. So that's not a down thing. So you, you're wrong for that, brother. Oh, are well, you up there talking to fans? Uh, you know, come on, man. Uh, man. Bro, listen, at some point aspect, not everybody's played in NFL, but there are guys that played in high school like myself that understand the game. I didn't go to college. I had a chance to. I didn't. I went. I, I chose something differently. Many people understand the game. They, I, I, I've talked to uh, ladies out there that understand the game than some guys do. You know, they never played high school football, whatever the case may have been, but they understand the game. You get what I'm getting at, bro? So, I mean, it's from a concept standpoint, they get it. And it's not a difficult thing to get. It's a freaking children's game. It's a kid's game. It's nothing deep about it. What they do is they convolute it because they take, they're doing the same stuff. They're just renaming it. Like if you come from a different team and you're doing uh, you run into the left, but between two tackles, it might be called uh, banana two one three or whatever. And then in this scene, we don't call it banana; we call it pineapple eight one eight. You see what I'm saying? It's basically that they're doing the same things, but terming them different. They're using different terminology to do the same things. That's what you got going on in there because it's a copycat system. But in the end, Derek Carr is not allowed to be accountable. You know, that's where we step in. We have to make you accountable. And as long as people are doing this kind of stuff where they holding them from being accountable, I don't appreciate that because that won't get us where we need to be. We don't need less accountability. We need more accountability. That's why I'm hard going in on Mickey Loomis and what he's doing with the Saints. I go in on Dennis Allen. I go in on these these damn people here because they're not being they're not holding any type of sense of real accountability. None whatsoever, especially when shit is hitting the fan and you could do something about it. They smash it and don't do nothing about it. And then when it's over with, they won't talk about it then like, oh, we failed, but we're going to change this and we're going to do this better. And I'm going to make it uncomfortable on these guys. No, you don't need to make it uncomfortable on nobody but your damn self because you ain't doing nothing. That's what I'm talking about. Make moves when you have the opportunity to make moves and not after it's over with. 
That's what I'm talking about. But let me let me play the rest. It's meant a lot to me. It's something I'll never forget. Um, it really made me feel like, okay, keep doing what you're doing. Keep working hard. Keep learning the game. So I, we never get a chance to, to say these behind-the-scenes stories. We just hear the press about people. So I did want to put that out. Um, yep. No, that's good because kind of the same thing happened to me. I never even played against Gruden, never played for Gruden. And when the first interaction I ever had with Gruden, he walked up to me. He was like, hey, man, I ain't never seen nobody with hands like you. And I'm like, yeah. Like, How do you know me? You've been, you, you've been watching me. I know you didn't call it a couple games and all that type of stuff, but like you've been watching me, you know what I mean? And just for him to walk up to me and just, you know, respect, like, bro, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're a tough receiver, man. I ain't never seen nobody catch like you. I'm like, okay, like, this dude, yeah. give respect. So I know Gruden, Gruden is, a, is a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's a good dude. He said things he shouldn't have said. And we all, I think everyone's in agreement, like, don't talk like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but we've all also said things that, man, if it got blown out, but man, I don't like him, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, or I, or I don't like her, you know, we've all, you know, but, but to the, you know, to some of the things he was saying, obviously there's no, there's no place for that. And like I said, you, you hate yeah. the sin, but you, you love the man and, and he's someone I love and I'll always love him. Yeah. And it, it- That's the temple for John Gruden to get here, but see John Gruden has to, before he even steps foot in the saints building, he has to offer, apologies toward what was being said right and a lot of people support john gruden um me personally people make mistakes but you know like i said this world here man you're gonna hear a lot of that stuff comes out and what he was saying it's weird to be talking like that because i read some of those emails what him was saying and all this kind of stuff man that's it's just it wasn't in passing you made a mistake or uh, you know what i'm saying it's kind of sketchy but in the end this, the giant Gruden, whether you love you love it or not, they're gonna make it happen because this 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 dude here wants him here. He wants him here. And the Saints and Mickey Loomis, like I said, they're gonna do whatever they can to make sure this guy's happy. Because their futures, they've hitched their wagons to Derek Carr's train. And at the end of the day, that's what it's gonna come down. So they kind of get it. You heard James Jones said he played for Gruden when he was with the Raiders. So I think it was, but I know Groot, John, uh, that's what he's speaking about, John Gruden, but he was a Raider guy too after he left the Packers. So he's speaking about John Gruden. People have different uh, experiences with the guy, but me personally, if you're going to be in New Orleans building, they're going to have to definitely issue some apologies or whatnot, but this thing is definitely going to happen because Carr wants it to. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hit it. And it's conflicting because he said some things about women, but I, you also want to put you know a, a story out in its totality of experience. So um, I got to ask you, I, you know, Derek, I got- Wow, that was kind of quick in passing. He did say such, such. I mean, are we going to get any real searing critique of this? Or are we going to just kind of keep it <laughs> at the top of the line? I guess we're going to keep it at the top of the line. We're not going to dig into it and get into Syrian critique. We're just going to keep it as milk toast as possible. I got to ask you this, two G's in a pod. We have our friends on. We love to give you an opportunity to speak in a, you know, in a safe space about things that are happening. And I hate that word, safe space. Um, It's very Gen Z. Um, But I got to ask you about about Michael Thomas, because this happened just a few days ago. He threw you under the bus on X. He was was talking with a fan. He's going back and with back and forth with fans about lack of production in the year he had. And he tweeted, and I'm going to quote it. Well, if I didn't get set up by a bad ball, I probably would have had a little light 1,000 yards this year, but could have, should have. I know I get it. Laugh out loud. And so essentially he's, he's blaming you for the season ending injury and he did it publicly. So not only do I want your reaction, I'm also (laughs) curious. Did he ever call you and tell you like, Hey bro, uh, you set me up. 
you know, you screwed me. The, re the rest of the season was shot because of you. No, I, well, I, I will answer that. And um, <laughs> I, I, I will start with saying this. I love Mike T. I really do. I love him. Um, you know, I think when I came in, he, I don't know how many years it's been, you know, where he's gotten hurt and didn't finish the year, but there was a lot of frustration there. You know, there's a lot of frustration that he had to deal with and answering questions and all the kind of, and I could see how that could wear on you. Right. So that when it happens again, you know, um, goodness, you know, that, you know, it's probably hard on the head, you know, on the head and on the heart, you know, You're like, gosh, dang it, you know, and, you know, uh, it probably, I think, I don't even know exactly when it happened, but it probably wasn't the best ball. And I'm going to be completely honest, James knows, James, James played with me. I'm not going to throw a perfect ball 100 out of 100 times, but, you know, at the end of the day, we'll catch a ball. Stop cooning James, bro. Listen, man, this is this is the thing, man. The reality is the, the truth is Michael Thomas shouldn't have been uh he, he it was a different way to handle the Twitter thing. But like I've said and I've constantly said, there you don't have no real leadership and at, at the top of the Saints organization. You don't even have a real general manager. You gotta do that masquerade as a general manager. Emo VP did anything, his door is closed. Who, if there is a discretion, see, this is something that happens and they'll never admit to it. That's why I can't totally, res I can't respect them like that because this type of stuff will go on. If you have, and I go back to the Jameis Winston situation that happened a couple of years ago when he fell out with Dennis Allen, where the F was making Loomis to smooth that out? Where was he at before Jameis took it to the press? If, the, if he had his thumb, or the uh, or his his mindset on you know the team and the team's success and knowing everything that's going on with the team, he would have been able to stop that before it got outside the building. See, none of this is new. All this has been going on. All this has been going on. But you have to, they have to have somewhere to express themselves. See, they pretend like they're robots. Well, that's something that you just don't do. Hell, the reporters do it, man. The reporters be going, you know, the reporter, they got other reporters that everybody does that. They're trying to make it look like, oh, nobody else does that. The damn rappers do it every damn by athletes do it. Everybody do it. Come on, man. Let's keep it. Let's keep it a buck 15 over here, man. Oh, that's not something you supposed to do. They all do it. What you talking about? And the reality is, if you don't want it to happen because they are human beings, how about having something set up where they have a place to go to ver to air out their differences? You can't go to Loomis because it's damn door closed. But he going to talk about it after the fact. How about preventing that? How about saying, if you have a problem with this guy, the head coach, I'm his boss. Come to me. I'll see if I can. I will make it work. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.